Hey everybody and welcome. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. In the craft room today. Oh, oh, okay, that was just a weird text coming in. I don't know how to silence things so that I don't pick up those little phone noises. I'm, I'm still kind of a rookie at this five years later. It's a very basic system, but it, it seems to work in general. Okay, there we go. Um, Sunshine and I are hanging out in the craft room today, answering your crafty questions. Let's just jump right on in. Karen Hankerson asks, Hello, Pam. I was wondering what you do with the journals you make for yourself. Good question. I wonder about those too often. Um, Most of them live in my coffee table trunk. It's an old Indian wedding chest I got at an antique shop. And um, uh, they have moved around the house. They have been in the craft room, they have been in the bedroom closet, and now they have settled into the coffee table trunk. So if somebody comes over and I want to show them a bunch of journals all at once, I just open that up and usually there are gasps and guffaws and all sorts of strange noises that come out of the person's mouth. Because I'm starting to explain what I do, Um, I usually start with, um, I make handmade books and I teach people how to make handmade books, their own handmade books. And they're and they're they're looking at me like, well, what what do you mean? You teach people how, what what does that mean? What you know? So I, I have to give more information, of course. And then everything leads over to taking a peek in the uh, the coffee table trunk. So I said, you want to see some? And uh, you know, I have a captive audience at that point. They can't say no. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, sure, let's do that. And um, um, they really really um, are blown away when that coffee table trunk opens and then I pull some out showing them little ones all the way through to big ones and they're like first it's like wow these are amazing what do you do with these what are these what 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 is this thing I'm looking at and that's when the beginning of the explanation (laughs) the real explanation comes um I find it a little bit um head scratching to explain that it can be anything to anyone depending on the maker and the recipient um you know obviously it could be a a journal it can be an art book it can be a poem book a dream book um recipe but i mean you could make them with any purpose um my first one was a watercolor book i just wanted to um bind watercolor paper together in a journal format so that i could paint in it and just have it all together and that was a lot of fun I really liked doing that one um and to me I, it had to have a grand purpose at first I couldn't see just making something for the sake of just making something I don't know why I had to have this utilitarian aspect to it like it must serve a need uh, so this will be my watercolor book and I I filled it I did fill it with watercolor so it did serve a need but then I started to realize how much fun I had in the making of the process of the book in the process of making the book. Yes, that would come out better. Um, <clears throat> and I realized somewhere deep down in there, there was inherent fun that needed to be explored and discovered more. And I started to take the necessary purpose off of the book and start to just have fun making the book and making the pages and that. And um, since at that time I was, you know, at the beginning, I never thought anybody ever on this planet was going to see my books. I had total psychological freedom like there was no judgment um that I put on myself well I probably did but um it's it's I didn't think anybody was going to be looking at them let alone buying them um or receiving them as gifts and um 
So there, all that pressure was off. So it became this very, very fun place to play and experiment and try things and splash this on and add that and grab some glitter and go get some buttons and grab some gelato and and um, just have a lot of fun with it. And, and as I watched other people make them on YouTube videos, I started to see the depth of variety that was out there that so many people did so many different things with them and they approached creating them in many different ways. And I thought... <clears throat> if I could just take a little bit of something from everyone and somehow find what works for me, um, especially at the sticking points where I, I ran into a log jam and I thought, I, I can't quite figure this one part out. And I'd, you know, then all of a sudden somebody would just reveal how they got past that stumbling block. And that was earth cha- shattering and earth changing for me because all of a sudden I could break through that barrier. And then we were off and running again in the land of exploration and imagination and life was grand and um so yeah what do I do with the journals I make for myself they live in my coffee table and I bring them out to show people that um like friends and family that come over um to show them what it actually is so they have an idea because as you know it can be a little tricky to explain in a um 20 second elevator speech how do you get that out so yeah, I usually say um, I make handmade books and I t- teach people to make handmade books. And uh, oh, and the what kind of books? Um, some My shortest answer is, you remember scrapbooking? Well, this is kind of the next evolution of scrapbooking. This is where scrapbooking went after scrapbooking, you know, was kind of ran its course. Although there's still a lot of scrapbookers out there that do wonderful things with scrapbooks. Um, but this is this is the next evolution where you actually make the book. You don't pre-buy a handmade scrapbook and then fill it. Um, uh, you're actually creating the book, the cover, the pages, everything <clears throat> in whatever fashion you want. And then you just go from there and do whatever you want with it. It's not just a place to house family pictures or memento. You know, it could be anything. Um, And to me, it just seems like there's more freedom in it and uh, fewer rules. But I just like that. I don't know. Okay, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, CMT Crafts says, love your channel. In this video, she's referring to got a food box and a stapler? Question mark. Um... Love your t- in this video you mentioned that the camera around your neck. Oh, I I know what she's talking about. Could you elaborate on that? I'm this must have been a video from a while back because I used to be hardwired. My mic, which was a lapel mic, clipped onto the front of my shirt, basically tiny mic, and I was hardwired to my phone. And I had to be careful when I was um, videotaping not to let the wire. Um, hang myself hang myself with the wire or have the wire keep popping into the video or me getting stuck on the wire the wire was um um problematic it was doable and i'd used it for a long time until i find and it was oh it was so inexpensive to buy the wired mic i think it was 12 dollars or something and um and if i then that you know somebody suggested you might want to consider a wireless mic which I didn't didn't even ponder at the time. I just kept, you know, uh, plowing on through with that one. And then I thought, I thought, let me look into that. So I did. And I think if I were, I don't know what they go for today, but about at that time it was at $75. And it was a lot of money for me at the time because I was just starting the business and, you know, everything had to go back into the business and uh, buying the, um, the tools that you need to operate a YouTube uh, video thing. You know, you need your basics. You need your camera. You need your mic. You need your lights and some way to hold the camera over what you're doing, which was the trickiest part for the longest time. 
Um, I finally found a, a desk arm. It just clamps onto the side of my desk and holds my little light Samsung 21S Ultra phone. Um, uh, I was asked 21 plus Ultra. I can't remember, but it's one of those Samsung Android things. <clears throat> it's probably old now, but um, it holds the phone over my desk very well. And it wasn't very expensive either. I think it was like $15 or something for that desk arm. Not sure of the price today, but it changed everything because then I didn't have to work with the tripods. Tripods won't give you a nice downward tilt without being in the way, and you have to kind of climb around it, and there's a lot of... I, there's issues. Just let me say, I had issues with it. <laughs> but this just keeps everything out of the space, so it was super easy. So finding little ditties like that... Um, oh, there we can I hope that doesn't turn my... Okay, sorry, hon. I'll call you back. A good friend of mine. Um, okay, Tiffany Caldwell says, does it need Mod Podge or will a glue stick work? What do you... Oh, okay, so she's referring to Junk Journal Page Layout Ideas, Episode 10, The Dress, made of plain white napkins. And that's a fun little video. If you've never seen that one, it's such an easy process to make these cute little uh, dresses which you can decorate any way you like. They're paper dresses that lay flat on a journal page or you can construct them on a book page and then glue that book page onto a journal page if you don't have your journal ready. Um, and I did not coat them with Mod Podge. I wanted that papery feel. I don't even remember what I glued it with. Probably I'm guessing probably Fabrifix. It was a while ago. But um, it was fun. And um, I'm sure a glue stick would work too. Uh, especially if we get a good glue stick. The one I like is um, Scotch uh, Create Permanent Glue Stick because it's a little bit gummier and it's got good stick um, than a regular hard glue stick. But, you know, to each his own. Use your favorite glue stick. Try it. I mean, what, were you going to risk a, a paper napkin? Go for it. Just give it a go um, and see what happens. But I'm sure a glue stick would work just fine. I think it would. If it's a decent one that holds its salt. Um, Diana Moore asks, Hi Pam, I love your videos. Do you know how to do anything? <laughs> I thought she was going to say, Do you know how to do anything other than make books? She said, uh, Do you know how to do any other binding stitches? Um, yeah, I have played with a few other binding stitches. Um, I've done ring binding and things like that and I've got some videos showing how to bind a full page because sometimes people want a bigger space as opposed to folding um, a piece of paper in half and you know making an eight and a half by five or nine by six style journal maybe they want to fold like an eight and a half and eleven size page so I have some videos on different techniques and ways to bind um, I have a, a playlist called journal construction signatures and spines and if you look through that playlist it's going to show you all sorts of different ways to bind journals. Now, I think she might be specifically asking, do you sometimes do, I, always, I classically do the three-hole pamphlet stitch. Why? Because it's so reliable. It can work on multiple journal sizes. It's very strong. It's very effective. And it's easy. Um, but there are five-hole pamphlet stitches. There's Coptic stitch. There's there's a whole bunch of other array, like blankets. I don't know. I'm making this up. I don't know if blanket stitch is actually a way to sew a journal together. But um, there are other stitches that you can use. There's staples. There's elastic cording. I mean, there's so many different ways. There's sliding um, the first and the last page of your signature into little slotted pockets on the insides of your covers. I mean, there's so many different ways to bind a journal. Take a peek in there, and you might find some options 
And if you're seeing one that you want to do and I haven't done it, just let me know via um, email and uh, Pam at thepaperoutpost.com and I will uh, see if I can play with it and maybe do it on a video. Jackie Powell asks, do you have Germany pages? My dad is, dad's family is from Germany. I don't know what town or city they are from. I, I think she might be asking, do I have Gothic German pages possibly? Not sure. Um, but I do have a lot of foreign language books, which I draw from to put these pages into my fundals, which I sell, the collection of unique and different papers that you can put in your um, junk journals just for fun, some old ephemera, old handwritten letters, things like that. Um, and a Gothic German style writing to me is extremely beautiful. Uh, um, so I do have some of those. I don't sell them separately. Um, you may find them occasionally in a fundle, but sometimes I will use them as a specialty item uh, for a bonus because they're very beautiful and um, not as easy to come across. Um, but I, I love that text look, that Gothic German text. It's, it's fascinating to me. I am not harding these. Why am I not harding these? Okay, I'm going, going back and I'm harding all these ones that we've done so far. All right, okay. <clears throat> uh, Ava Short asks, where can you buy eyelets? Um, pretty much any craft store. You can buy them on eBay or on Etsy, Amazon. Um, I would say kn know your eyelet setter if you're using a Cropodile 2 Big Bite or a regular Cropodile to do it. It will set eyelets of 3 sixteenths or 1 eighth, and I think it's better at setting the 3 sixteenths. That's the bigger hole, um, in my opinion. But um, And it always takes some fiddling and fussing, but once you get your system down, your eyelets should match whatever you're using to place the eyelet, and then life should be simple. There you go. Um, <clears throat> Jackie Greger asks, how do you coffee dye? Or, uh, how do you coffee dye? How do you avocado dye? Um, I have a video on that. Um, I'm pretty sure I do. But if um, uh, there's basically you just put some water in a pot, take some avocados. You're going to be using the skin and the pits only. Don't use the meat of the avocado. You can make guacamole with that. And um, just put, I usually like in a three quart saucepan, I'll put maybe six to eight avocados to get a nice intense dye. I boil it for maybe, I'm good, maybe 10, 15 minutes and then I turn it down and let it simmer for maybe half an hour, 40 minutes or so, and then turn it off and let it cool. And um, then I just use that as my, my dye that I either dip my papers in. I, I pour it. I put a stack of papers in a, a casserole dish and then I'll flood the papers with the avocado dye water. And I'll sometimes, if you have a big stack of papers, you have to sort of lift in between to let the dye get in there. And sometimes it gets in there completely and sometimes it doesn't. But I like that multiple color look where you have some white left and some avocado dye. Um, if you want pure avocado dye, might be easier to do one page at a time or just a few pages at a time so you get full saturation um what else oh there's something else oh if you add a little bit of baking soda it will make your color more pink blue if you don't add it you're going to get more pink orange there you go carmen steph asks oh don't forget to hard it pam um, oh, my lawn guy is here. I can hear that. It's definitely going around out there. Hello, lawn guy. Um, he's got the most impeccable timing, let me tell you. Such an... 
Okay, Carmen Steph asks, such an awesome work. Oh, she's referring to the video called How to Make a Big Book, How to Make a Junk Journal Tome. So this was just a very fat junk journal. Um, regular size, but super fat. Um, just a childish question. Where did you get the heavyweight chipboard from, if you don't mind asking? I think I ordered that from Amazon. There were different weights of chipboard, and I didn't really even know what the weights meant, like how thick would the number that they gave me be. So I ordered a bunch in random sizes so that I could get a feel for it. And um, that's where I got it from. And also I get a lot of it from packaging. If you watch your packaging that comes in the front door with the Amazon packages and stuff, every once in a while you're going to find some great supplies for junk journal making. Um, yeah, you can also build thickness. Like Let's say you're using cereal boxes. You can glue a bunch of those together so you can build the thickness you need. If you're, the chipboard at hand is not thick enough, just remember you can always do that. And don't forget about old books hanging around the house. If you want some um, that's literally bookboard, um, even thicker than chipboard, um, that's a great resource. You know, If you have old books and you know you're not going to read them or do anything with them, grab those covers and recycle them, reuse them, put them to good use. They're going to live another day. And um, let's go on to the next question. We have uh, Jackie Brummett asks, um, Hey Pam, I just recently purchased the bottles like you use for your glue. <laughs> what do you use as a, st a stopper, I think she means. I thought I'd use a head pin from jewelry making, but it's just a tad small. If I store them upside down, I'm afraid they will leak. Okay, if you're, if you're committed to storing them upright, don't forget, you can, you can use something as simple as a piece of masking tape. It's just got enough, or a piece of washi tape to cover the hole on top. Um, it's easy on, easy off. You may have to replace it occasionally, but that'll give you a good seal. Um, I've also used a piece of tin foil in the past, um, or, um, <clears throat> something like that. Um, also if you have plasticine or a piece of, uh, if you know what stick tack is, it's kind of like, um, like it's almost like gum that never dries like chewed gum that never dries so you can just like put that on the top as a little stopper um, that's easy because you don't have to get it you don't have to thread the needle like get it in the hole with like you do with the pin it'll be a nice seal and um, it's not a bad idea you could probably even use gum <laughs> I'm just just saying okay <clears throat> Judith Sofer asks just discovered your channel and I'm fascinated. I used to do a lot of collage and this fits in. Do you have anything on this idea for Christmas cards? Yes. Um, I'm not sure if she means using Christmas cards or making Christmas cards with these things. Um, okay, she's referring to the video got, got, blah, 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 called Got Cardboard Boxes? Question mark. Uh, you have junk journal craft supplies, exclamation point. Okay, so that's basically using cardboard boxes and taking the cardboard and tearing it apart and making different things. Um, I think I was inspired by Girl on the Ridge, uh, Lori, who uses that a lot. I love her style, so if you want to see a lot more of that style, check her channel out. Um, what else? Uh, oh, collages. Yeah, that's a, the junk journals are a heyday for collage. You can collage a little, collage a lot, collage a corner of a page, collage the whole page, collage the cover, collage with fabric, collage with paper, combine collage fabric and paper. The world is your oyster. It's a fabulous thing. And um, 
So there you go, folks. I hope you had a fun and happy crafty day. Love hearing from you and to hear what you're thinking about and all of that. Don't forget, I've got a fundle special going on with a triple bonus automatically added, no code or uh, coupon needed. And all you need to do is just buy a fundle in May of 2023 and you will automatically receive an authentic original 396-year-old book page, um, a Victorian card and a vintage ticket right in your package without even doing anything other than buying a fundle. There you go, folks. Happy crafting, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.